you lot. You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 277. On the night's episode, it's Halloween! Almost! So the Manlings are going to play a game of Ghost versus Goblins! Yeah, that's yeah. It wasn't even the fat man who thought that up. That was the other one. It's 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 it's, it's cleverness beyond compare. That uh, shut it. I'm listening to me show. Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next two and a half or three hours, or however long it takes Dave to table me, we will do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way, bringing you ghosts, goblins, and other bad Halloween references. I'm Alex Gonzalez. And I'm probably not going to win this. I don't. Think <laughs> this is my first game with Night Haunt, and this you is always my beat third. me. Third, and to be fair, I've never beaten you on life. You know that's funny. I was just going to say, Chris, you said that. Chris, you whooped me all the time, except when we played on the air. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I'll win today, yeah. or maybe the streak will be broken. Isn't that exciting, folks? Who knows what could happen? Oh wow. I'm excited. I'm, I'm full of energy today. We noticed. Okay. Horrible cinnamon Coke. Hey, this is tasty. You're mistaken. That's great. <laughs> so we should probably take a moment to thank the sponsors of Garage Hammer uh, before they change their minds. Um, so <laughs> our sponsors include Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. They got bases. They got paint trays. They got movement trays. They, If it can be made an MDF, they got you. And our newest sponsor, Grognard's Games in Roselle, Illinois. Grognard Games! There's always something happening at ding, Grognard's. I like the poop better. <laughs> There's always something happening at poop. Yeah, I like the pop better. I want. I gotta find a little bell. I just want one of those little bings. That's what I want. A delicate, gentle ding. Oh man. So, um, that's all the fun stuff. We should probably do like the Patreon folks too. Oh, that's true. Yes. Oh, thank you so much to all of our fine Patreon patrons, the people who make this show happen. That's right. Uh, our Patreon sponsors, um, you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash garagehammer. And if you like what you see, you could be like one of these maniacs. Our associate producers, Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, and AJC. AJC. And our newest patron, Lance Vanderpool. Lance, welcome to the almost 1% who make this show and everything we do on it possible. All right, so get this. We also have voicemail. We no. don't actually have a voicemail today, but we do have voicemail. We didn't sure? get any. We haven't got any since we recorded last, but we do have voicemail, and it's the same number it's always been. It's the same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. But what if I don't remember what it ever was, is, or will be? Then you can ask someone who will tell you like this. It's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Yes, that's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. Most international callers dial 00. And then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. You can call any time, day or night, and leave us a message about mm-hmm. whatever's going with your game. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um... Okay, so before we jump into the toolbox, because we're going to have the toolbox. Yes. Let's take a moment to, well, we're not going to break for a commercial, because I'm uh, still writing the beautiful commercial for Grognards. Yeah. But since we don't have a commercial, we should talk about them. We should. 
Uh, the, okay, okay. Full trade line. Now, I finally got to go because it's kind of far. It like, is a bit of a haul for us, yeah. Um, but first of all, the store's pretty big. Like Harrison's like, this place is huge and it's clean and it's nice. The bathroom is nice. I used the bathroom. Of course. Uh, they got a lot. They got everything from AOS and 40K. Full trade GW stuff. Um, one of the things I think, they take trade-ins. Like, they yeah. will buy your used army. And mm-hmm. they'll have, I went in there, and there's a whole section in the middle with just, like, bags of, it's like, this has got 20 orc boys or whatever in it. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, so there's used stuff there, and whatever they don't sell, like, they take it to, they take it, and they they have it at Adepticon then. They take it to any of the cons that they go to, mm-hmm. um, kind of like how the Toledo Game Room does it. Right. But they have these floating racks that go with all the stuff that they take in, and they take in... Sigmar, 40K, all sorts of stuff. As long as it's in good condition, they'll take it. Um, and Todd is not... He's not the kind of guy that's going to be like, ah, I'm going to give you a nickel for that. Um, no, he takes care of people. He really does. Yeah, and they do store credit or cash. So, I mean, store credit is a lot of the ways people, you know, you think would oh, go. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would definitely take store credit from them. Right. Because they have everything. They do. On all the glue... Harrison was like, look at all the glues. <laughs> we were in the one section. He's like... There's like seven types. Like I didn't know this brand carried this many types. Mm-hmm. So uh, we picked up all that. Oh, and plus, like I, I always get these. Uh, you know these glues, the 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 maxi cure, and then it's got the little spot on the top, and your local game store puts their little clear sticker on mm-hmm. it. The cat. I love this glue, but the cat. Like once you take the cap off, like the nozzle always gets clogged up, and then you clear it off, and then eventually it gets too clogged up, and then you can't put the cap back on. They literally sell replacement of these part, the nozzle parts. Yeah. And I, I've never seen them at any store I've gone to. The rep- and so I was like, I bought like four of them. I'm like, I don't it, because that's I never run out of glue before the the, the that nozzle yeah. part gets kind of too gunky. So I was so excited because I was there to buy glue because this one was getting too gunky and I was going to lose half a bottle of glue. Now I didn't have to. I was so excited. Yeah, Todd's been in thing. the game business for a long time. He's been in the hobby for a long time. And on the last show, I said he owned Iron Tower. That's incorrect. He owned Crooked Hat. Oh, that's right. So I just want to make sure I'm correcting myself. But no, it's a great store. Uh, they have eight full-size 4x6 gaming tables, several huge racks of terrain, and then smaller tables for card games they host. There's always something happening there, and that's literally that's the truth. Nice. Yeah. Because there's Warcry, there's um, Underworld, they do Magic, they do... Battle of Fight. They do everything. Oh, and they have an RPG stuff going on there, too. They've got Dungeons & Dragons people play. I mean, they've got... Like, I was talking with Todd, and there's... we we. I'm kind of almost trying to hold off on making this commercial, yeah. because there's... I'm going to be having to remake it soon, because I know they've got stuff coming up that's mm-hmm. really... Like, I, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, and I... He's, we, may, we may do... Uh, we may do an episode or two from right live from the store. Yeah, for sure. And it's so. a great store, awesome location, and the staff are great, and they keep that store immaculate, and it stays that way. It is not like one of those, oh, they clean it once a month. They take care of this store. It was, yeah. It's, I mean, I know they've been open for four years, and I walked in, and I was like, I mean, it, it didn't look like they had just opened, you know, because nope. there was a lot of stuff there, but it was clean. It was yeah. very clean. I was impressed. For sure. Um, and then they also have their website, grognardgames.com, and please go ahead and check them out. And... I think that's everything. Yeah, they're on Twitter, Instagram, all the usual social media stuff. Um, so just give them a follow on Facebook or Twitter, and they're always talking about the events that they do. And there's always live shots of games going on. Todd definitely makes the effort to get the community hyped. Yeah, absolutely. 
And like you said, there's always something happening at Grognards. All right, so on to the toolbox. Which is brought to us by... Chaos Arts and Bristol! Chaos Arts and Bristol! Yeah, what have you been doing for a hobby, brother? Um, I've been working a lot on my Unmade for Warcry. Oh, that's right. So that's the, those are the guys you're doing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the uh, vote was pretty solid for the Unmade. So I've got an 11 group that I'm working on, and I'm really enjoying them. Um, I came up with their backstory today and how I'm going to do their paint scheme. So I've got all that sorted out. Yeah, you've been uh, cranking out the ghosts. Yeah. Um, at this point, I've got the 12 Spirit Hosts, 14 Grim Ghast Reapers, uh, 30 Blade Geists. I got 30 or 40 Blade Geists. Mm-hmm. I think it's 30. And then uh, 80 Chain Rasps, all done to a decent standard. I'm telling you. The contrast paint has gotten me to the point now where I'm getting I'm getting to I'm content with what it looks like, and I'm putting that on, and then I'll go in with a dry brush of one other color. Like I'm hitting the greens on the ghost, and then I'm dry brushing up with the uh, old Juan Gray yep. up to that looking white. Um, the only thing that's got three layers on this whole thing is I was trying with the uh, blade geists. I went with a thin layer of the black uh, contrast, so it looked like it just kind of graded a bit, and then I put the shyish purple over that. Oh, so that it looked very black. I wanted it to look like not quite purple. Mm-hmm. And then I took the one of the regular Citadel purple base and I dry brushed that over the top. Um, I wanted it to be a little more subtle, but at first when it was really subtle, like because remember how last year at Adepticon we had kind of crummy lighting as far as like mm-hmm. how bright it got, we couldn't see stuff. And I had shown some of that, uh, some other. Mo- I was testing it on the the gits for my uh, uh, Underworlds. Underworlds. And Mitzi and Jimbo were looking at them, and they couldn't even tell really until they took it out to the light that it was up to purple. Mm-hmm. So I went a little lighter in case the light was bad. So now it's obviously purple, but I'm wondering if I need that step if I'm going to go that light. Mm-hmm. So, but that's it. Literally, that's the only thing that had three coats on anything. It was wash mm-hmm. all the uh, all the weapons, the metals. It was just the whatever the metallic color was, the siliconum gray. Oh no no! I went with straight up metals oh, on this. Metal. Like okay. I put I not put, the non-metallic equivalent. The, no, like proper metal. Yeah, I went with I think uh, uh, brass for the handles of all the uh, hilts for all the weapons, and then I went with the uh, lead belcher. And then I'm like, ugh, I got to do three coats because I got to null and oil them, and then I got to highlight the edges. And I was talking to Dominic. I was on with Dominic Reitman. We were having a paint night, and he's like, "Why don't you just use the null and oil gloss?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I bought that when it came out and never found a use for it." He's like, "No no, use it on your weapons." Boom! Oh, I don't need a highlight because all those edges where the where the paint didn't get thick is shiny now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> that entire model is like two. There's only two layers of paint on any given part except the cowls, which have the big whopping two actual layers of paint and a dry brush. It's kind of amazing. And the what is it? The gray? What's the gray? And the uh, apothecary white? No. Or the basiliconum gray? The basiliconum gray for the stone? Yeah. Holy mackerel, like the tombstones and stuff, one coat, boom, light parts gray, dark parts dark. I'm like I'm going to paint a lot more now. Uh-huh. Because I love painting my Stormcast, and I did it the Duncan way. But there are five different colors on that gold medal. Mm-hmm. And eventually at some point, that's what drove me nuts. You do the blue pads. Okay, paint them blue. Now hit the whole thing with a wash. Now redo the blue up to the edges, but not on the edges. Well, son of a bitch, I just did that color. Like, 
and then you got to go with the highlight, and then you got to edge. It's everything's had at least five or six layers. Kira's interesting to paint again. She was painting her ogres, and she was liking it. But when she was getting to the third, or, like the fourth, or you know, here's a skin, here's a wash, here's a highlight, here's an edge light, and she wanted to do it that way, but she realized she was you know picking up the same model for the fifteenth or twentieth time as she's going through all the different colors on the model. And she's like, this is boring. Like, I don't have anything to show for my work yet. And so she saw me doing this, and she's like picking up the paints again. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to do it. She's like, I don't care if it doesn't look gorgeous. Yeah. She's like, I just want it to be, is, is it okay if I take it to the store and play with it? Would people think I wasn't, like, she wants table standard. Yeah. And it's awesome. I'm so, <laughs> I am so on a hobby high. I've been doing terrain. Mm-hmm. And the terrain looks okay. And the the nice thing with terrain is I can experiment with stuff. Like, I wonder how this will look. Because yeah. it's terrain. Who gives a crap, right? It's just so dumb. But, uh, yeah, that's all. That's my, my super amounts of hobby. How much gaming have you been doing lately? I ran a narrative event on Sunday. Oh, did you? I did. Um, and this was Sunday the 13th of October. Um, we had 11 guys show up, including myself. Um, we played a bunch of different narrative scenarios. It was more about just having fun and trying out wonky things. And it worked pretty well. Everyone had a good time. And we're definitely going to do more narrative gaming in the future with uh, the store. And that was up at Cataclysm, cool. which is my local. But yeah, that's really it. Um, my gaming was has been limited to Warcry with you know the Warhammer Club. Yeah. Um, and then I've, honestly, I've been just doing a lot of hobby, so mm-hmm. I haven't been gaming nearly as much. Plus, I just did grades and stuff like like life yeah. is like oh you know what I know you want to play games go away yes yes so we're gonna game today though that's our whole show so uh, I'm excited about that but before we got that you got any other no not since Joker that's really been about it. I did see that as well. I would love to do a Garage Gamer about that at some point. I need to go see it again, though, I think. Uh, no. Yeah, I think I do. I think there's a lot more there that I didn't quite get on the first viewing. It's really it's hard to watch in parts, but mm-hmm. there's there's a lot there. In fact, there's something I wanted to ask you about when we're off the air, because I don't want to spoiler it on here. But I was watching it, and one of my friends who saw it said, you know this and this and this. I said, wait, what? And so I want to see what you think about that, but that's later. Uh, other than that, I finished up the Thrawn, the new Thrawn trilogy, and it's fantastic. Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, the last of the audiobooks, um, it brings in director Krennic and that stuff while they're, uh, Thrawn's working on his TIE Defender project, and they're, he's trying to, uh, but all money is being siphoned off to Stardust. Right. So he's, there. This it's it's just another great, oh, I love Thrawn. He is one of my favorite characters of all time in any series but in star wars he is hands down the coolest couldn't tell so awesome uh and then harrison and christopher and i have been reading and playing dune again uh we all finished god emperor of dune book four and now we're on uh hunters is it hunters heretics heretics of dune uh we're reading that and playing the dune card game now and waiting for the dune board game to be released it's only about three or four months past the original promise date so we've got our fingers crossed because Dune is so cool. And the guy who directed Blade Runner 2049, Dune comes out next year, part one of the two-part to make that movie. That's news to me. Oh, oh yeah. There's, oh, it's, yeah, Dennis Villeneuve is going to be directing Dune, and he's got a lot of big names in it. And it's they're breaking it into two, not a trilogy, because you don't need to break books that don't need to be into a trilogy, into a trilogy, Hobbit. 
Um, Thank you. <laughs> so uh, they're doing it in two parts, but it's going. I'm super stoked. So that's the toolbox. Yes. So why don't we, um, before we actually take a commercial break, because we did the Grognards break, um, why don't we uh, talk about our game we're about to play here? Sure. Our Halloween matchup. Uh, I'm taking Night Haunt. Mm-hmm. And you're taking? Gloom Spite Gits. This will be interesting. This is my first game with the Night Haunts, now that I've been painting the Night Haunts. Yeah, this will be my third outside of playtesting. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, because you always take... You're always taking the the fish. Yeah, because they weren't done. Got you. Got um, but you. Since contrast has you know come onto the scene, I've gotten most of the army painted already. So, oh, you like contrast paints too? Yeah, just a little. Yeah, so I that's right. I didn't realize that you. I mean, you. I know how excited you were when they came out. I just so this is literally a three play test or no three. This is my third game outside of the lab. Okay, and how are they working for you? Eh. They're fun. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's uh, you want to go over your list real quick? Uh, sure. So we'll start with the easy stuff. Um, I've got a loon boss on Mangler Squig with the clammy cowl, which is just straight minus one to hit, and his command trait is fight another day. So after he fights, he can literally run away. Um, oh, just good. bounce a couple inches out. I've got a loon boss. Uh, on foot with the Thermal Rider Cloak. I'm from Akshi. So that gives him the plus four move and fly, which is going to be critical for keeping up with the mob that he goes with. Uh, two Fungoid Cave Shamans, because they're maze balls. Um, 60 Stabas with Spears. 20 Shootas. 5 Squig Hoppers. And that's all the battle line. Uh, and then I'm looking at 5 Spore Splatter Fanatics. Six Sneaky Snufflers. Fifteen Boingrot Bounders. Okay. A Mangler Squig. And the Squig Rider Stampede Battalion. Okay. And the Burning Head. So you only have one Mangler Squig? I have a Loon Boss and a Mangler Squig. Okay. And I have a regular Mangler Squig. Okay. I got you. Okay. Well, that's uh, that looks like an interesting... Bunch of stuff. I've heard about a lot of that stuff, but I haven't played against a lot of it. So most of the time when I play, I mean, when I played against them when they first came out. So everyone was just using their old stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I have tons of, you know, night, night goblins. Yeah. What am I? Okay. So I'm thinking Night Haunt. Uh, I got uh, Dreadblade Harrow for my general. I got Rikonor the Grimhaler, and he has Lore of the Underworlds. He's got the Spectral Tether. Uh, Guardian of Souls has Life Stealer. And he's got the Infernal Lantern. He's got the Beacon of Nagashazar. So more, calling back more mm-hmm. models. Uh, Spirit Torment, a Vampire Lord. Ally. Yep. Um, I gave him the, I was going to take the Nightmare one, but I couldn't find one of my old ones on a horse. So I just gave him the. The wing. He's got the wings, so he can fly. And he moves 10 inches now instead of 5 or something like that. And can fly, yeah. Yeah, and can fly. So that's a nice thing. Then I got uh, a Chain Rash Horde with 40, a Chain Rash Horde with 20, 5 Hex Wraiths, 20 Blade Geists, 10 Grim Ghasts, 2 Chain Ghasts, the Purple Sun, and a lot of that comes under the Condemned um, Battalion. Battalion, which is basically the Torment, the Chain Ghasts, and the Chain Rasps. Mm-hmm. And um, they can re-roll. I think something they get re-roll. They get a bo- like 
I think it's all their failed wound rolls or something dumb like that if they're within 12 inches of one of those three other characters. So Yeah. I don't know. I'm expecting it to be interesting. That's yeah. that's all I got. We got a nice table set up. We got our little fat mat with our uh, lava realm. We got all my weird black painted stone terrain up, and uh, we're going to uh, d- deploy, pick realms, and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. we'll come right back and let you know um, let you know what's going on next. Oh, and I forgot to mention the spells on my two shamans. Oh, sure. I've got the itchy nuisance on one of them, and the great green spite on the other. Ooh, itchy nuisance. That one's always that one always gets me. Like that. One's just, How do I make ghosts itch? Yeah, I don't either. Oh no, I wasn't even thinking of that. I was thinking more like that, that's the one spell that I never am like. I never seem to stop it. The guy always rolls like twelves to do it. It's always like it is a nuisance. It's the one spell that is always just like screwing up my army. Mm-hmm. So all right, let's take it, and um, we're gonna just pause here, not take a break. We'll be back in just a second. All right, so we are playing in the realm of light, which makes a lot of sense with death and destruction. So, yeah, realm of light, we get the spells. Uh, we rolled up Wilderness of Broken Dreams, except that only affects order. So, womp, womp. Womp, womp. We don't have to worry about it. Um, we do get Fa's Protection spell, and we do get uh, Strike Quickly, which you can give a unit. Always strikes first, basically. Yep. Uh, we did roll up three places of power. The uh, core book, three places of power. So that's what we're going to be playing. And I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've deployed. I'm sort of in a giant bubble in the middle of my deployment zone. You've got your giant terrain piece sort of in the middle of your deployment <laughs> area. And then everything else is just spread out. you got... Oh, it's, we got a pretty even spread out here, so let's uh, mm-hmm. let's start playing and see what we can grab. I finished deploying first, so you get choices. I guess I'll go first. Why not try to get try to get up there and grab that te- grab them prizes? I can't really do any of my start a hero face things because they're all to heal things that I haven't lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, so spells. I, oh, I can cast magic. Oh my goodness, I can cast magic. This is, uh. You do have, like, f- three wizards, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't cast a lot of magic with the stormcast I have I because uh, they're old. I guess I'm going to do some magic, and then when we come back, I'll, uh, we'll tell you what I did and where I moved. We'll get that going, I guess, to go first. So we'll be right back again. All right. So, uh, I moved my whole army up a lot. The pendant with the extra three inches, plus, as Alex pointed out, you take the Dreadblade Harrow as the general, and he gets to teleport up basically almost anywhere. Um, what's he got? You said two feet? Uh, he teleports like up to two feet, and then he's you have the ability to grab a unit and bring them with you. So I really jumped up my Blade Geists. And uh, we're about to charge. I have one charge right now. It's the first charge of the game. We're gonna see. We're gonna see if this gets moving quick or not. So here we go. Here we go. Need a need a big roll here. Need a nine. Ha <laughs> ha! Fail. I failed. <laughs> I rolled a three. Oh, I rolled a five. But still not even close enough. So that's it for charges, and there is no combat, so that's the end of my turn one. Yeah, so you'll score a point for having Reikonar on the middle objective. I have a point! Nobody else made it far enough, even with the extra three inches and running. 
I came up short. All right, but I am literally in midfield. Like, my army is all right up either on top of the objectives or just behind them. We'll see how quick Alex gets up and how this fight goes. So, Alex is going to start. What are you going to do? Um, well, I got to do my spells. You got to do your spells? Okay, cool. Okay, so I got a command point for the table, and I have one for my battalion. Right. So I have two. Okay. The painted fungoid cave shaman will attempt to... How many wounds does Raikonor have? Raikonor has seven. Okay, cool. All right, um, we're going to attempt to do the Great Green Spite. On my Guardian of Souls with Nightmare Lantern. All right, what does this do? Oh, by the way, I cast all my spells and nothing... Oh, I did. I got Mystic Shield off on my blob, but I could not cast... Uh, no, you got sun. the uh, minus one to hit on your general. Oh, minus one to hit on my general. That's right, because I missed the Mystic Shield on the blob. I suck, and I can't even remember what I do. It's okay. That's why you have little markers that do the things that remind you. The markers, right. Mm. All right, so the great green spike on him. That is a 10, sir. A 10. Um, if this goes off, he will take D6 wounds with his face. Oh, okay. Um, I will try to stop this. Raikonor's within 30. So he going to stop. He rolled a five. Another five? This game's stupid. And D6 mortal wounds. Five, ombre. Okay, so my guardian of souls is dead. Uh, you have five death saves. I have five death saves. I need sixes for that, right? Well, I haven't been able to roll above a five on two dice, so rolling a six on one die, let's see. Nope, he's dead. He gone. (laughs) (laughs) So you just sniped a character out. He died because he wasn't painted. That is true. That must be what it is. Yeah, it's probably accurate. Um, So the next thing we'll do is we'll attempt uh, Itchy Nuisance on... That unit of Raikonor. Okay. That is a nine. Um, If this goes off, he will fight at the end of the combat phase after everything has fought. All right. Um, I got a guy in range to stop it, don't yeah. I? Um, who was your first spell attempt with? Was it with the wizard or with Raikonor? I can't remember. So let's say it's with Raikonor. Either way, you also have a vampire lord. The vampire lord, and he's within... Oh, yeah. Here we go. Now we're going to stop it. This one's go- this one's going nowhere. Would you roll a 10? A 9. Oh, see, easy peasy. Here we go. Yeah, so you have to roll a 10. It's a 9. All right, so Raikonor is now fighting at the end of the combat phase. That's how he wants to do it. He wants to fight last. He's waiting. He's picking his moment. All right, so we're going to get on to movement. I have a lot of random movement, so we're just going to go ahead and start rolling dice. All right, and uh, yeah, we'll be right back after he does all his movement then. So we're back. Alex has moved forward. We are all up on top of each other in the middle of the board. He's got a lot of random movement. And with his battalion, he gets to re-roll all that random movement. So that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's only for the squig units, though. But still, I mean, you roll three dice if you don't like it. I mean, you did roll a six and you got to re-roll it, you know. Um, so we're going to do my shooters, and they are going to shoot at the quickly teleported unit of Blade Geist. These guys will be hitting on fives and then wounding on fours because great. But this guy hits on a four. Okay. Yeah. 
a whomping two saves, sir. I need to make two saves. Oh, that's right. So it's four. It's it, do I get a death save then, or do I have to be near something? I've been near my general. A oh, a character. Oh, so I'm pretty much everyone's getting a death save at the moment. He, does not that. he doesn't, but they're still near. So okay, so vampire lord doesn't do it. So uh, fours by sixes, two saves. Yeah. Okay. Miss them both. Miss them both. This is why we can't have nice things, Dave. So that's two dead because I missed both my saves because that's what I do. I rolled a two and a one for each of those rolls. Okay. So now we're going to move on to charges. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. Okay. Um, this mangler's quick. He's going to charge. Ten. Oh, he's in. Oh, he can go over my stuff? Oh, that's right. Because they jump so high, they count as flying. That's just dumb and wonderful. The boss will try. So he's behind the unit now. Mm-hmm. That's an eight. And then the bounders are going to try a charge. Sure. Bring it all in. Was that seven? seven? Wait, you, you. I won't get a lot in. So wait, if you if you roll a successful charge roll, you, you can, can just decide be- not to take it. Yes. I did not know that. You can literally say, I was hoping to get a big roll and get the guy farther back. I yep. caught the guys up front. I don't want to fight them. Correct. That's bananas. I didn't know you could just say, screw it. Yes. Okay, cool. Okay, so then we're on to I just combat. don't know how to play this game. <laughs> no, you don't, but it's okay. That's why you have me. Uh, so we'll start with the Mangler Squig, the regular one. Mm-hmm. Um, before we do that, we are going to add the Bite the Moon command ability from my Loon Boss on Mangler Squig. So everything squiggly, within wholly within 18 inches of them, gets plus one to their two wound rolls. Okay. Uh, two hits on the teeth. Uh, twos to wound. One wound. You don't care about the rend. All right. So four. Got it. Fine. Oh, see, I didn't roll it in a box so that the audience could hear, and I made my save. Uh-huh. Uh huh. His balls needing or there's seven attacks hitting on twos because I charged. His what's now? His ball. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the balls and chains that are attached to the. Ball. Oh, okay. And how many wounds did I take from that? Four. four. Needing fours. Saved three of them. And a... S- two. So it's two. Two. Oh, that's right, because it's D3 wounds. So two death saves. And I got neither. So two guys die. And then the bashing sticks. All right, so I'm going to pile in and attack back here and see what happens. Still 17 of them, so... We'll get some good movement going on here. Seven blade geists are going to attack the regular mangler squig, and then five are going after the loon boss mangler squig. Let's see what we get here. Four up goes to five up. Four get through on the blade geist onto the regular mangler. How many... uh how many wounds does that thing, those things have? Twelve. Jeez. Oh, this isn't the one that gets angry when it gets in the middle, right? This one gets wimpy in the middle. It's wimpy in the middle and then gets really good when it's going to die again. Oh, so I got it, that one to the middle. Oh, no, wait. 
So three on the boss. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, so he's going to chomp you back. Uh, he has five attacks with his sword. Two wounds? Yeah. Saved one. No one damage. Multiplier? Okay. Missed the second, so take one more. Uh, two teeth saves. Failed one. Hang on, hang on. Six. What? It's D6 damage with the teeth, and I rolled a six. So that's five more guys. And then we've got... Uh, he's got six attacks with his balls. Hits on twos because he charged. Six. All right, folks. So essentially what I've done is the Fight Another Day command trait lets me do an additional 2d6 move after my general fights. So I used it to get closer to the objective... So, so he can now score that objective. Nice. I think this unit pops, actually, too. It's leadership. What's the leadership on these guys? And there's 20 models, and you killed 15, which means it's another five minimum. And Well, I've only got five left, so dice plus five means that unit pops. Oh, I can use a command point and not take battle shock. Oh, yeah, that's because those are good things to do. I suppose I'll burn that last command point and not take that battle shock test and keep those five guys alive because they need to be alive. We You're need welcome. To, we need, thank you. Yeah, you know what? This is this is why I like playing with you, especially when I'm on a learning curve here with this army because otherwise I would have screwed up a lot of things already. Interesting. Those mangler squigs are rough, man. They're good. I literally haven't had anyone play one of them against me with the... With the new ones, yeah, with the new army, it's mm-hmm. always just been because it was like I said, it was new in the in the. So it was all just the old, just lots and lots and lots and lots of grots. Yeah. All right. Um, so you get a point. Yes. So we are tied. Hoo-ha. Hoo-ha. All right. Start a turn two. Let's roll for. Oh, the moon. Yeah. Let's so, move the moon. On a one, he stays in the corner. On a two through five, he moves to that quadrant. And on a six, he's in the middle. And he's going to stay in the corner. Oh. Can you re-roll that? Is there a way to re-roll? No? Okay. The only thing that affects the moon is Scragrot. Oh, that's right. All right. So let's roll to see who gets initiative here. And I got one, so... You've just double turned me. Yes, I have. Here we go. I get one command point at the start of the hero phase. I have two fungoid cave shamans, so I get to roll a dice for the mouthpiece. And on four up, I get another command point. And that was a no. Okay, so both of my shamans are going to eat their mushrooms. Okay. So they each get an additional spell attempt. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, so we'll start with the easy one, the Great Green Spite on... On my Vampire Lord? Yep. Is that the one that can do D6 damages? Yeah. All right, bring it. Does that happen? Does that happen? Yeah, it's just an extra spell attempt. Yeah, that is a 10, Dave. You rolled a 10? Uh, okay, these dice might roll high. Let's pick these two here. 
So I need an 11 or better. All right, well. Um, and you, wait, how many spells can you cast this turn, you said? Now you can cast, they, you can each cast an extra one, so you have, what, four spells? Uh, I don't think I can even stop that. That's the problem. Well, you have two wizards left. And there's four spells going. Yeah, and I could potentially remove one of your wizards right now. This is the justice position. Well, Vampire Lord's got to try to stop it, otherwise, because it's D6, right? Yes, and you should have five. I have five, yeah. All right, this 12 right here. <laughs> 12 right here. And it's... Another three! Yep. It's five wounds, homie. Eh, take off your toys, mate. Yeah, because he's not part of Nighthaunt, he doesn't get the Deathless save. No. Because it's not in the Elite yeah, ability. Yep. That same guy is going to pull out the Burning Head. Burning Head! That's an eight. You want to remind the audience what the Burning Head does? I need to remind myself what the Burning Head does. Oh, that's great. For record, folks, this is supposed to be the, the Parismatic Palisade, but I forgot it. Um, oh, is that is that true? That is actually true. Um, yeah, he gets to move nine inches. So he sets up Holy within nine. It's a predatory spell. Um, he gets to set up Holy within nine, move nine, and then after he's moved, um, he does D3 mortal wounds to things that he has um, crossed or and ends within an inch of. Oh, and there's some other cool stuff here. Uh, reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made by units wholly within nine inches of it. Yeah, that's why it's there. Oh, okay. I get that too, right? Yeah, if you're wholly within nine inches and not dead. Yep. All right. And that went off on, what'd you say now? That was a eight. Let me see. I'm not rolling on the box. I'm going to see what I got here. And I rolled it another four. I suck. So there's the burning head. Okay, so Reichenor's within an inch of the skull? Yep, so... Three mortal wounds to Reichenor? Uh, so I get my death save. Two mortal wounds only! Only two! Take that! And then the unit of hex wraiths. Just one for them. Uh, they take one, too. So they're one wound apiece, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, so they take a wound and then two on Reichenor. I'm going to put my cute little tokens that I got from Six Squared Studios to count my wounds. Okay, so that's that one shaman. So here's the next one. We're going to do Itchy Nuisance on Reichenor. That goes off with an eight. Oh, you're out. Ah, yes, I am not. I am no longer stopping the magic. Bring it. Weedy little goblins wicking magic around like this is some sort of a picnic. A goblin picnic, eating mushrooms, throwing magic. Stupid game. Okay, what, now what What did that do to me, by the way? You fight last at the combat phase. I, uh, okay. We're going to attempt to cast the etheric net from the Realm of Light. Oh, you failed a spell. Okay. Yep. Okay, so uh, all that magic is done. I've lost another character model, and uh, Reikonor is fighting last, and Alex is going to move, and we'll be back once he's moved.
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we're back. Um, so wait a minute. What happens now? So my square coppers rolled a 19-inch run and move. Um, so for if I pass over a unit, I roll a dice for every model in the unit that moved over a model. And on a 4+, plus, they take a mortal wound on the unit that they hopped over. Okay. Four mortal wounds on the hops. Here we go. Four sixes right here. That's two. Are you in range for your death save? Is it 10 or 12? You have to check the book. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just taking it. Screw you. You're winning. See, that's how I play. That's why I don't win best sports. 12 inches of the hero or a general. Holy. Um, I think I'm a holy within 12. of. All right. So I saved two. I thought these blade guys were supposed to be tough. This is, I thought, my heavy hitter in the army. They don't like no squig hoppers or mangler squigs. Gee whiz, those things are still scary. Golly willikers. Looking at this going, boy, oh boy. I'm just making commentary while you're moving so that way I don't have to keep editing. I'm certain people are loving this, by the way, so. Yeah, the only problem with this board is that my grats, the yellow disappears into them. Ah, yeah. All right, so this is my wampy unit of shooters shooting at the... Blade guys. Eight saves on the blade guys, please. Eight saves on the blade guys. Here we go. Fours by sixes. Not rolling in that box. Missed one on the first roll. Need a six. Nope. Yeah, I got seven of the first eight. That's good. So one more of those guys dies. We'll grab that guy and then uh, down to two. Juan Quixote, uh, that's my loon boss, Mangler General, is Juan Quixote. Uh, he's going to charge. He rolled a nine for a charge to get back into the blade, guys. <laughs> the Boingrop Bounders rolled a six on the charge, so I'll be spending a command point to re-roll it. All right, so my Boingrot bounders have successfully made a charge, so I get to pick a unit within an inch of them and roll um, one dice for every model in this unit. And on a four plus, that unit takes a mortal wound. Okay. And we're all going on Raikonar. So wait, the 15 guys... Wait, they, they don't... Wait, repeat to me how this works. <laughs> Verbatim, this is the Boing Smash rule. After this unit has made a charge move, pick one enemy unit within one inch of this unit and roll a dice for each model in this unit. For each four plus, that enemy unit suffers one mortal wound. Wow. Okay. Do you know what evocators are? I see a bunch of ones and twos in there. That's not a bad thing. How many wounds do I got to get a death save for here? 
Nine. Nine? I took two wounds. That means I have five left. I need to save five, five of, these. of these. Here we go. Least. Five sixes right here. Not on the dice box because they don't work there. No, he did. I only rolled one. <laughs> All right, Reikonor's dead. Great googly moogly. I guess I'll fight with those two. Oh, the, oh. Oh, that was just the charging. That's right. They succeeded with the charging and killed stuff. The 60-pack of Stabas. That is a 10. All right. You, you killed all my wizards. Didn't you? Yes, you did. So I have no bring back stuff now. And then the Spore Splatter Fanatics. <laughs> That's a nine. Okay. And that's all the charges. So now we're on to combat the Spore Splatter Fanatics fight before anything else happens. So I have three within range of his Spirit Torment, and then the other two have to hit the Chain Ghast unit. And then for purposes of the Realm Command abilities, you're out of command points, correct? Uh, Yeah. Okay, so you don't get those cool choices. No, no, no. Okay, so I just want to make sure people understand why isn't Dave doing this. All right, so this is on the Spirit Torment. Getting on twos. So I take four? Four saves from the Spore Splatters. Failed them all. And so then, he's only got five wounds. So if it's multiple damage, if any of them does an extra wound, he's dead too. He's dead. All right. It was my other character. And then the two on the chain gas. Okay. Okay, so now I get to fight with a regular unit, or I can spend a command point to do the command ability from the realm, um, of which I will. So I'm going to spend a command point from the realm to let that big blob of night goblins fight. Okay, so the realm lets them strike before anybody else fights. So this doesn't this all happens at once. Okay, so th- they do that, they, and then you still get to pick first for first attack. So yeah, um, but this lets me do other things without repercussion. So okay, and if I were now, if I had a point and I used that command ability as well, I would go first, and then it's I my would turn. go for, and then my other guy would go next, and then you would. Okay, right, that's right. So thought. I'm going to spend the first command point to get the always strikes first. Okay. And then I'm going to spend another command point for the Loon Boss's command ability. So he's going to pick that unit. Any six that they roll to wound is an automatic mortal wound. Okay. At this point, I have a feeling I can't win the game. Because I literally only have the one character left to hold objectives. So we'll just play and see what this goes. But you've already won the game. Yes, unless you can kill my Mangler boss right now. I'm going to try. The double turning me really got me on a bad footing. Um, Although, guess what? It didn't ruin my fun or my ability to play the game, and I think that that rolling for initiative at the beginning of the turn is a good thing. It's a nice little soapbox. It is. Hey, it's my soapbox. I I can get on it. I just, I I don't care. Like, I mean, it's cool. You know what? 
thematically, you guys bounded up, all your boy guys jumped up. My guys went, what is happening? Next thing you know, you jumped right in again. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it. All See, right. you know, because I'm not a whiner. Uh, so you have 12 saves and four mortal wounds. 12 saves and four mortal wounds on which unit? The chain rasps. Okay. So 12. All right. So the 12 regulars are five ups. Here we go. And then the five mortal. Oh, I get to roll. I got to be wholly within 12 inches of a character model. And that's not wholly within 12 inches of that. That's way too far. So I don't get a death save. So that's, I passed five. So that's seven of those plus another four, 11. So, okay, 44 attacks coming in now. Now that you did your thing with the first thing. What was that that hit me anyway? Like That was just the nets. The basic matter has three attacks on his profile, and then the plus one attack from the puff shroom goes to four attacks each, and they have a two-inch reach. Sweet. So Alex is going to roll his bucket O dice here. So 22 hits out of 44. It's uh, consistent. So on the two-wound roll, I botched it. I pulled some extra wounds, but it's not important. Um, How many did you pull? And I don't remember, and I don't want to okay. do it again. Uh, so that is 12 saves plus... No, it's 14 saves plus two mortal wounds. So 14 saves. Here we go, right here. Five ups. We got them. I saved six, so that's eight plus two mortals is another ten. So now that those guys have fought, I'm going to pick my loon boss to fight. Actually, no, we're not going to do the loon boss. We're going to do the uh, bounders. Okay, so this is 11 bounders coming in. Um, this is just the poking spears. All right, so we're wholly within nine of the burning head, so I get to reroll ones to hit. They normally hit on fours. So, how many hits you got there? Uh, 12 hits out of 22. Wounding on threes. Uh, six. Ooh, only saved two. Oh, they are within. So, okay, that's good. Let's see. Death save. None. So, take, uh, that's four, two, amount, two, two wounds apiece. So, I'm going to lose two of those guys. Down to three, one with a wound. And now the squigs bite. Fourteen attacks with the squigs, hit nine times. All right, so I was wrong on the number of hits. It was eight, and then five wounds. So five wounds. One. So that guy in the back will come off then, because he's got one wound, so that'll kill him, so I'm down to two. Uh, I'm going to fight with my blade guys, because they're going to die in a second. Um, which one of those two big clowns took more wounds? I'm going to go after the one that has more wounds on him. So here we go. All hit. Three wound, one rend. 
Five up save. Save two. <laughs> All right. Well, that's one. All right. Balloon boss. And I didn't use the command ability, so I'm just rolling straight profile now. And his sword nets three wounds. One. One damage. All right, so I got one guy left. The teeth landed two wounds. Uh, I can't save six sixes. That's not going to happen. It's not possible. Oh, my God. Four of the six. But that's they only got one wound left, so two is enough. Yep. All right, that unit's gone. So I'm down to... Oh, we still have combat left, so I, I might lose more. Hold on. Okay, so Dave is bouncing in with his chain gas, or chain rasps, against the spore splatters. So I've got thirteen attacks with my with my uh It's twenty seven. They have two attacks each? Oh that's right. And that, okay, so twenty seven attacks. Oh my goodness. And I get to reroll failed hit rolls because they're still battalion. Because they're still part of the battalion. Alright, well look at that. I'm gonna do something here. Here we go, big roll. Mm, it's not looking average. There you go. So out of 27 attacks, I think Dave hit with 18. And that was with the re-rolls. So these are 18 to hit, or 18 to wound re-rolling. Ones, and he did pretty good. So that's 11 wounds. No rend, right? They have a six-up save. I killed something. I killed something. I got a unit out. My chain rasps are the heroes of the day, thanks to being near the other unit. So do you have anything else that can attack right now? Um. I don't think you do. All right, so it's all my stuff now. Okay, so let's see these hex wraiths. I'm not going to go over by the box. This is a small number of dice here. Four attacks, fours by threes. So, yeah, two at rend one. I killed a squig. Uh, hoops and teeth. Nothing. All right, so I killed the squig over there. Over here, I'm going to move up my uh, other chain rasp horde and see if I can't kill me some kill me some gobos. So my whole front is encapsulated in nets. Um, so when he moves his chain rasps, they will be within two inches of a net. So they will be minus one to hit me. Um, the Grim Gas, though, he may have some better options, depending if he piles that way. So Dave's got 39 attacks uh, looking for pseudo fours because I have the minus one to hit penalty coming behind it. But he gets the re-rolls, so. And that was a lot of dice. 14 hits before re-rolls out of 39. Now these are fives. Okay, so that's 22. Nineteen wounds, and I have a weedy five-up save. That'll be thirteen dead. 
Okay, so I piled in with my Grimgast Reapers. Uh, I can reroll failed hit rolls because you have more than five models in your unit. I have to go with my Slasher first. I don't think my Death Knell... Is my Death Knell guy even in range? I don't think he is. No, he's not in. Okay, so I got six guys in. So six guys are affected by nets, and that does what to them now? If you're within two inches of a model with a net, you are minus one to hit. So I'm hitting on fives. Essentially, because you get the reroll, then the modifier. So it's weird. Oh, holy mackerel. Uh, two, four, six, eight, ten. Ten hits. And threes to wound. Uh, not as good. All right, so then it's just uh, seven. Yeah, Ren one. Oh, I killed five more. So that's not bad. I think I've attacked with everybody. Okay, so I think that's everything for combat. Now we have to do some battle shock. Definitely. No, no, no. Yes. Okay, so I've lost 21 of my chain rasps, which... Means 19, so that's an 11. So they're automatically going to lose 10 plus 6. Because they're 10 plus 1 for every 10 models in the unit, and they're at 19. So that's 11. Uh, I lost 21, so that's 10. And I rolled a 6. So the 19, I have 3 models left. Okay. So <laughs> this, oh boy, oh boy. I That's... Bananas. I lost uh, three of the Hex Wraiths and their Bravery 10, so they're fine. Okay, so that's it. So, And then with Alex's roll with all of his little Night Goblins, he loses another 15. But that only takes you down to what, 26? Okay, I have 24 left. All right, so at the end of your top of turn two... I scored two points. I've been... Decimated. So, I am literally down four of my five characters. I lost all 20 of the uh, Blade Guys Revenants, and I have lost 37 of my 40 man unit of. The chain, chain rasps, uh, and I'm down to pretty, pretty uh, dicey on the hex wraiths. Wowie zowie! Mm-hmm. All right, so it's my turn. So during the hero phase, I can do almost nothing. Um, what can I do? Can the dreadblade hero do anything? Well, you got a command point. Yeah, I have a command point. Yay! Uh, he does not have a command ability inherent. So you've got the spectral summons, and then uh, the realm spells, and then the generic six from the book. Well, he can't. He's not a wizard, so no. But you have ruler of the spirit host, so you should be able to put hex rays back. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm going to get to put back D three hex rays. Here we go. Here we go. All three. three. The unit is at full strength. They're coming back. This is where the game turns around. Now you're in trouble, Alex. This yep. right here. This is rally time. 
All right, so I guess that's it for my hero phase. I put back three hex wraiths. Um, movement. Do I want to? I just don't know how to kill your character. Okay, so started my movement phase. I was thinking about doing the cool teleport thing with the Dreadblade Harrow, but then that's a setup and not a move, and I wouldn't be able to get the point. You wouldn't be able to score a point. So I won't be able to score the point anyway, so there's no point in doing that. You can just base move into range, so it's not that big of a deal because of how fast you are. Uh, The question is, can I move there with your guys? I'd have to charge, because they're all on top of it. I'd have to charge into combat. Potentially. Yep. Okay, so... I'm going to do some movement and see what kind of shenanigans I can get into since most of my stuff is already in combat, and then we'll come right back. Okay, I finished moving. I retreated my little three-man unit. I don't really know why. Um, they're not going to do anything in the game. I much, you know, I could have just left them there to fight, but it seems like I should pull them away. Like, I don't know. Uh, basically, everything else, I just sort of moved uh, the unit of 20 chain rafts. I'm sort of pulling them around the backside trying to get out of some of this other stuff out of here. And then I move my Dreadblade Harrow up to try to try to take out his uh, try to take out his general because that's the only chance I got to maybe win this thing is to do that. Oh, so the chain gas can do their little attack. Is that's a character? Is that a character sitting there? Mm-hmm. I can shoot at him, can't I? All day. All right. So my chain gas are going to shoot at his little character model. They're within fifteen. Does he get a lookout, sir, from that? Okay, so just a minus one to hit. The uh, loon boss on foot is inherently minus one to hit. So I need fives. I get D3 attacks from each. That's three attacks. Needing fives. I missed with all of them. Okay, because that's that's about right. Charge phase. Let's charge my Dreadblade. He makes it. He's in on your general. He's got him right now. Because he completed his charge, he's going to get plus one to his attack characteristic. No, his damage characteristic. All right. And am I at a penalty to attack that dude? So minus one to hit? All right. So I'm fours by threes with three attacks. How many wounds does he have left? He's got more than six, doesn't he? I can't kill him. Hmm. Nope. So then the question becomes, do I just want to attack with something else? It's, I just feel like you're going to kill him. So the position you're in, Dave, right now is your Dreadblade Hero can either attack or not. Um, the Hex Race, they might do some damage to, to those Boingrats, but it's not going to be a lot. I have one command point. You do. I'm going to use my command point to allow him to attack first and then do my other thing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'll use the Hish. Special ability. So he's going to attack first, and then I can move by... The Hex Wraiths or the Grim Ghasts. The Grim Ghasts in. Uh, move them around and get some real... Try to take out before those stupid netters go and do go bananas on them. All right. So Dreadblade needing fours. Two hits. Ha! <laughs> one wound. Minus one. Takes two. Takes two. And the two One. And nothing. So took two. That was awesome. So I got him now. He, now he's now he's in trouble. I got him on the back ropes. He's reeling. I'm gonna move my guys in uh, and try to take out the rest of these grots here. Slow this bit down a bit. All right. So I got eleven hits total out of nineteen. I'll take that since it was the minus one to hit. Three's to wound. 
That's nine. It rend one. Five up goes to six. Eight are dead. And you had 26? 20-something? Okay. So out of 24 attacks, that's 14 hits with the re-rolls. Uh, so that's seven wounds, Dave. Okay. Seven wounds. I take two. Oh, I am I am near the guy. I take one. One wound. All right. So and you got squigs. All right. Six more saves. I take two more. Okay. So the hex rays. Let's see. It's eight attacks. And one for the spe- one for the champion, and then eight of the horses. Three's on the red, five's on the blue. Two mortals, and okay, so you got to take one at rend one and one without rend. Saves both, and so two mortals. All that stuff, and I t- I killed one Boingrot. Okay, nice. saved them all. Oh boy, there we go. And I think he's dead. Yeah, he's only got five. Yep, he's dead. Woo-wee. Okay. So we already knew I probably couldn't win this at this point because you sniped out all my characters. Yeah, at this point, all of Dave's characters are dead, uh, bottom of two, and he cannot score any more points in this scenario. I think we're done. Yeah. Ugh, man, I thought this would last a little longer, make for a more interesting program. <laughs> Yeah, the big Let's thing is... Let's take a break, because yeah. we need to take a break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about how the game went, and you can give all sorts of advice, because that's where it works here, is that now we talk about what goes well and what, what doesn't, and, uh, and then we'll wrap up the show. Finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. We're back. I have no idea how long this show is going to be when we're done editing, but right now we're at about three hours. We've been sitting here screwing around, playing, recording, putting stuff together. Christopher Barnett is making amazing Dune decks over there. And here we are at three hours. And uh, I lost in grand fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 
I don't feel like I played it wrong. You like did. what? You did. I did? Yes. Okay. Well, okay, so what did I do wrong? Let's let's talk about that cuz should I have kept my characters farther back? I mean, you sniped all of them out with magic. I don't know. Like and then you had extra magic spells. Like I even had so, stuff. So what did I do wrong here? You could have scored all three objectives turn 1. Okay, and how did I fail that? Uh so Nighthawn have a special ability called From the Underworlds They Come. Okay. It lets you deep strike, essentially, like Stormcast do. Aha. Uh-huh. So what you do is you set up your... You do the math, and you figure out that you get to pick who goes first. So in this scenario, we knew you were going to go first because you had less deployments. I had one less deployment, yeah. So, so you would have gotten to pick who goes first. So you go first. All your guys are fast enough between Rykenor... The Dreadblade Harrow, and the guy with the Fell Wind. You can run onto all three objectives in your movement phase. Like, actually run. And then you summon up the units around them. So this way, you encircle them, which means I can't get to them. Well, how do I summon up the units? Oh, because they just drop from anywhere. Yep. So this was a, as as a okay because I was sitting here thinking that I was going to be announcing at the end of the show and see if anyone wants to buy a buy a night on arm. <laughs> no, no, um, you deployed everything hard on the table. Yeah, so that gave you a uh, bit of a disadvantage by doing that because then you couldn't do the rush the objectives and then summon guys up surrounding them. Okay. So, so for me, it's an inexperience with the army because um, I saw the rule. And I'm just like, but I have already got a plus three inch movement. I can move pretty quick. But for this, okay. So, from, hmm. so I would have needed to set three units aside. Yes, forty chain rasps, twenty chain rasps, and then the blade guys. But my question then becomes because the only reason I got better drops than you was because it was part of a because I had a battalion. I mm-hmm. dropped a whole battalion at once. I had a battalion too. Can I drop half a battalion in space and the other half on the table? Mm-hmm. Huh. See, I did not realize that either because oh, once again, I don't know how to play this game. Yeah, when you set up a battalion, you deploy them however you want. So because you still have to have half on the table with the reserve rules. Okay. You have to have, if you're going to set three units in the ground, you have to have three units on the table, which can be individual characters. Right. So, yeah, I would have the th- one character sitting basically 12 inches away from the objective, objective, just sitting in the deployment zone. And then you, the Harrow and Rykenor have fast enough move that they can natively get to the objective on their own. The other guy's got the plus three inches that works for himself as well as everybody else, so that's yeah. nine. And then you have a flying vampire. That guy moves ten. Can he Can he keep claim objectives? Yeah. He is a character. He is a character. He just so doesn't he, get the knight on allegiance abilities or the deathless minions. So his ability to move ten, he doesn't even have to run. No, neither does the Dreadblade or Reichnor. Right. And now he's not going to, he doesn't get the plus three inches because he's not night haunt. Correct. Okay, so those guys can literally just move up to the objectives camp them and then you do the from on the from the underworlds and just surround those characters so i have to shoot them out i feel stupid yes <laughs> no no you, it's again this was 
how many games? Barnett's just nodding and smiling over there. Yeah, he called it. Um, well, this is an experience with the army too. Yes. This is. I feel. I feel. I, I kind of feel I, like. It's inexperienced. I'm not really stupid because it's one of those no. things where I'm not paying attention. I didn't, you know, I don't see all the, like, you're the one who told me, you know, take the Dreadblade Harrow, make him your general, mm-hmm. let him jump, use the command point, pull people with him. Very cool stuff there. This is this is like the time that I was sitting there and Greg Dan, I was playing with him and he's like, why aren't you putting your ballistas, ballistas in, in space? And I said, well, you can, like, uh, that's not a, uh, it, of course you can of course you can. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Like, cause, and now that I know what to do, Oh, see, I couldn't, yeah. Okay. So when you play scenarios like this or, um, places, arcane power, duality of death, same principle. Interesting. Okay. So I was going to say outside of completely playing the beginning of the game wrong. So let, okay. So I didn't, was there anything else I could have done? Like if I didn't With, do that without that? No. Your army is kind of hardcore. It's really not. I mean, it does, but it does a lot. The the two mangler squigs together are brutal. Yeah, but you ignore rend. So they would have been worse. Oh yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're brutal. Like anything, I'm, it's not. This, I'm not talking about just against my army. Oh yeah. In general, those guys are really good. Your squigs seem to do a lot of damage. Yeah, it's because they have the evocator ability on the charge. So you having Raikonor out, mm-hmm. and I could just tag him with one guy, and then all fifteen pounce on him. Let's see, and there, okay, and here comes the second problem that a person who is like me, who doesn't play as often as he'd like, comes into, is I don't face other armies enough mm-hmm. to know stuff like that. Because I'm sitting here thinking, should I have kept my heroes back? But you know, where they couldn't get attacked, but I'm like, only one guy died from being a, well, two guys died from being attacked, but you sniped most of them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And netters are really good, and they don't limit how many you can put in the unit, it's do they? It's three for every 20. So you had nine total? Because I had 60 in that unit. And you just pull them last. Now, oh, yeah. Yeah. Unless you can snipe them out with like a Star Drake or something, they are always going to be the last nine out. Yeah, you pulled some at the end there because it just didn't matter at that Correct. point. Huh. It's because uh, it's the Netter combo with the uh, sn- the sneaky snufflers and the loon smash or the spore splatters to get them up to five attacks each if it goes off. And then you have the loon boss with the cape to fly around in that bubble to keep his command ability active. So this way the sixes do the mortal wounds on the roll to wound. Okay. So I jack them up the netters to five attacks each. That's 45 attacks just from nine guys. And then three attacks each from one of the spears and they have a two inch reach. Wow. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the nets hit on fours and the spears hit on fives, but it's still just volume. That's kind of bananas. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I've got a lot to think about. I mean, I think my list was decent. I just, I'm still learning how to play it. Like, there's all sorts of other things. This is one of the things that I was trying to figure out, is, and I don't want to be 
like a butterfly jumping from thing to thing. I want to find something that works and sort of play with it and get to know it better. But I know there's other things like there's battalions where you can have tons tons of cavalry which moves really fast and does extra mm-hmm. da- damage and stuff. I did like some of the things that that did work. Um, well, we don't know what would have happened to the to the reapers because you had all those netters and stuff that hadn't attacked. You I wouldn't have really done anything to them, just based on numbers and my pitiful hit rolls. Mm, okay, and I'm not mortal wounds active unless I spend a command point to do so. Gotcha. Hmm. Well, this was an interesting game. Yeah. When the goblins beat the ghosts in our first annual Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah. Like, you know, because, you know. I also wouldn't have taken the sun. Mother you told me to take the sun. Thinking about it now, I wouldn't have. (laughs) Well, I mean, not like it mattered. You killed all my casters before I could cast it. Yeah. You literally said, I'm, I'm going to take a command point. Nah, you don't do that. Take a purple sun. Then I take a purple. Okay, so why shouldn't I take a purple? Well, because it, cause it's not going to do me any good. Uh, no, it's 50 points. Um, with the other reductions in the endless spells, the charismatic palisade and the uh, suffocating gravetide is also 50 points for those two. Okay. Compared to one, and they take up a lot more real estate on the table. Than the sun does. Okay, so I should swap them out and put in the palisade and the grave tide. Yep, that's what I would do. Or if you want to put in the uh, shards of Valangar. Alex is pimping my list. What is the shards of Valangar? That was from the Forbidden Powers supplement that we did that book review on over the summer. Oh, that's right. I still haven't built all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's the that's the that's the thing that looks like the globe that they have in the fifties. It looks like one of those globes that's half in a table that they've got in all the fancy advertising agencies in the 50s on TV, and you open up the top half of the globe, and it's actually got booze on ice in there. No. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but that's not it. Oh, what is it then? The shards of Alangar are the endless spells that look like pyramids. Oh, I'm talking about something completely different then. That was the penumbral engine. Oh, the penumbral engine. That's the thing I didn't build. Yeah, that's okay. Eh, nobody. I've never seen anybody use it. I'm like, oh, there's I've no rush. I've seen somebody use it once. Um, I don't think it really did anything for them. Huh. The shards are 40 points. So you could do the shards and maybe the malevolent, malevolent maelstrom. Uh-huh. Because that's 10 points, but that is not a lot of... It's not as much control. Um, because those things... Well, the palisade, you just set it up, and then the grave tide flies. Okay. Because they're big and wide. And you don't care because you can move over them. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, hmm. The sad thing is the game was literally over. Top of turn two. Oh. Yeah, because you di- you didn't kill off the last of my characters till your turn two. Until bottom of two. Well, that guy. I mean, you had enough. With one character left, and you were camped on it the first turn, I, I, I could never catch up. until Even if I killed him, I don't think I'd have caught up. If you had killed him and I hadn't killed you back. Poss- yeah. Because then turn five, you would have caught up and exceeded. Yeah, but then you could have run. You Don't you have like three or four other characters back I do, there? Yeah, but so- I have to get through ghosts to do that. Yeah, I, mean, I think you could have. I think you might have. I don't want to say it was a foregone conclusion, but your your little uh, your your moon would have traveled at some point and Maybe. boosted. Yeah, 
it's uh this is an interesting thing i kind of i kind of like this army this is kind of cool like i'm having fun with it the ghosts yeah um gotta protect certain characters and certain models to to make mm-hmm. these cool things happen uh losing the uh not the the um, Krawlock the Jailer. What are those? The Spirit Torment. Losing the Spirit Torment took away all the ability from the other guys that were so cool. Mm-hmm. I could see. I could see. Well, you have to take at least two in the unit. I could almost see taking four, just so you can spread them out to get that bigger. But the thing is, range. to get the chain effect to affect other units, you have to be holy within twelve for all four of those guys. Of oh, so it doesn't matter. It does because it makes it more survivable, and they do have a pretty decent shooting attack. Would you take two units of two or one unit of four? Because even if they weren't in the battalion, the I other would unit do four or none. Four or none. Okay. Unless the battalion requires you to take some, it's just take take one unit. Is it one or zero to one? Oh no, it's one, one, and two. It's it's very it's because I was like oh, I can only take one unit of the extras. Yeah, it's uh, blurp 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 blurp. Hold on. Here, the condemned, one spirit torment, one unit chain gas, two okay. units of hordes at minimum twenty on the horde. Yeah, I do I, like the re-rolling all the failed hit rolls. It does. Make, it does work. Yeah, it makes them pretty cool. But then you lose the models again, and it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, the battalion will still get the benefit because it doesn't require the Spirit Torment. Right. So they're still worth it, I think, even at the two, because you're taking the battalion to give them the benefit. Mm-hmm. And I like, I mean, it's it's a hundred and either 120 or 150, I don't remember. I don't have it right in front of me, but the extra artifact is really nice. The extra command point is really nice. The deployment control. The other thing you may want to consider is keeping the uh, Glaive Wraiths, or the, the Blade Geist. Um, near one of them, because the spirit torment gives them an ability just flat. Let's take a look at that. Because they get some sort of bonus for being near their tormentors, of which the spirit torment is a tormentor because he torments people. Uh, oh yeah, revenants reroll failed hit rolls for attacks if you're wholly within twelve of a spirit torment. So it needs to stay near them, too. So that's the thing. It's the bubbles are so small. And it's wholly within. You almost want to take it. I uh, almost want to take another spirit torment. I do have another spirit torment. How many points is he? Um, I think the real question is, do you need the hex rates? No. No, I don't think I do. I mean, I have three. Dude, and what? Okay. Something I didn't realize when I was doing with this is that, first of all, everything on my table that wasn't a character was summonable. Mm-hmm. So, like, everyone can get bonuses back. And uh, as I'm looking at this, uh, Night Haunt, Night Haunt, Night Haunt. He's... A Spirit Torment is 120. And 5 Hex Rates is... Um, 140. Okay. So, because it's a Night Haunt army, though, I got Chain Rasps, Grimgast Reapers, the Hex Wraiths, and the Spirit Hosts are all... Battleline. Battleline. So, those, that unit of Grimgast and the two other guys, that's enough Battleline. I could drop the Hex Wraiths. 
and then do I add another spirit torment? Well, if you do the spirit torment to pal around with a glaive with a blade geist, then you're giving yourself another death save character. Mm-hmm. You're giving that unit rerolls, which is amazing on them. Right. No reason not to do it. Are those five guys really going to make a difference for you? No. Well, I mean, they did okay, but like I said, I just I was just taking them. I was actually originally taking them to be battle line because I'd never for a million years thought that the Grim Gast Reapers were battle line. Yeah. But it's a Nighthaunt army, so they are. You know what it is? I saw everybody taking them in the Legions of Nagash army. Correct. And so then they weren't, and I didn't mm-hmm. think they were. So I dropped the Hex Wraiths. See th- this is fu- see this this I ca- this is one of the this is one of the reasons I like talking with you about list because you know this so well like you can always look at stuff like you could totally pimp the list as the, as some people like to put it sure but you know what I'm saying it's like you're looking at this and I don't see this like I'm just trying to learn how to play the army so I'm just like well, I'm just going to take them see what they do how many points are to chain gas seventy so if you drop the hex wraiths. And put in a spirit torment. Uh huh. You would have exactly seventy points in endless spells and extra. So you could jack that to a unit of four and have no endless spells and have no endless spells. I could do that. The only problem now, but this is a dumb question. But this is not a list building question. Um, you can only get. Those guys in the unit when you buy the box with Crawlock, right? Yep. So that's another. That's about forty bucks. That see, that's mm, that annoys me because I was looking at that going. I got a Spirit Torment when I got the main game, mm-hmm. and so I keep get, every time I want to buy two of those, I get another Spirit Torment, which I mean is fine. Except how many of those do I need? Two. I have two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See. Mm, oh well. Have an extra just in case. I don't know. It's. I feel like I never had a chance, but I think I feel like I never had a chance because I don't know how to play my army and I did not know all the cool things your army could do. You didn't see anything that was cool. Because <laughs> the moon was never in play. Now, what would have happened then? Um, all of the night goblin units, so the stabbers and the shooters, get to reroll once to hit. Oh, if boy. Under the effect of the light, the squigs get to run and charge. If they're under the effect of the light, all right. Does that include the the, the biggins? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. My general gets an extra command point. I get extra plus to cast if I'm within the quad, and I could potentially do damage to your units or to one of them. So, because the moon sat in the corner, turn two, I didn't get any of that. Huh. Wow. Wow. That's just pretty incredible. Like, I didn't realize what your army can do. The squig army is pretty hard, can be pretty hardcore. Mono squigs, no. I think mono squigs have a limit because they don't have the numbers. So you throw in those big units with netters. Yeah, you, th- you have the one big unit, and then what that does is it powers the Great Green Spite, which is that D6 wound spell. Okay. Because that's a 24-inch range shot for D6 mortal wounds. And how do they power it? Uh, you pick the caster and then a 
Gloom Spite unit wholly within 18 of that caster. And if it's more than 20 models, it's D6 wounds when it shoots. Okay. So that's why that caster is sat next to them the whole game. So this way he can always throw D6 mortal wounds at 24 inches. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Are a lot of people playing this? This seems like something that's good. I, like, Here's the thing. I don't play against a lot of people who have this. So all I hear about is, is on podcasts, and all I ever hear about is, ah, I'm thinking about doing an all-troll army, all-trogoths, all-trogoths. Yeah, so the big thing with uh, Gloomspite right now is Scragrot and either a web spinner on an Arachnarok or a Trogoth hag mm-hmm. with the uh, Griff Feather Charm. Okay. Three more wizards and then, like, 12 endless spells. Okay. And then... Ten smash of fanatics. That's the hidden ones, right? Like two units of forty grots, a unit of twenty grots, and like three trogs or something, or six trogs. One unit of six trogs, and that's and your two thousand points. Yeah, because you take so many endless spells. Um, the wizards, the scragrots, a two caster. Um, the web spinner is a two caster on the arachnarok, and then the. Two other wizards are fungoids, so that's another two caster when they pop the mushroom. So that's eight spells just from four models, and then the fifth one just adds an extra. And essentially all you do is you play board control with all the endless spells. Shards, uh, Palisade, uh, the Gravetide, Shackles, just anything and everything to flood the board so so your opponent can't move and you're on two objectives. I, that doesn't sound fun at all. I mean, and I'm not, not not a complaint. Like this, I didn't have any problem playing with this. But it, that that just sounds like one of those games where it's like, okay, you do all these things, and then I'm pretty much like, okay, well, there I go, there I am. But in some matchups, you have to do that because I don't know how this would take Grisselgore, um, or Blisterskin, or Slanesh, or Skaven. The reason I have the bounder unit is they get the charge off, and I can go before, like, eight always strikes first stuff. Right. Because it happens in the charge phase when they bounce. Oh, okay. And do, like, seven mortal wounds um, on average. So I have some stuff to mitigate it, but otherwise I have to fight you because Gloomspite don't have a lot of good shooting. I can take good magic if I want, um, but that's only going to get me so far. Hmm. Well, I don't know how interesting of a radio this made. It probably didn't. <laughs> but I had fun recording it, and I'm learning a lot. Um, I mean, everyone just got to listen to me lose pretty much here. I did take a bunch of pictures, um, so I'll send those to you. It's this way people can follow along. I'll add those into the show I'll notes. add the pictures into the show notes. Yeah, I think the pictures will help because then you get like a better picture, literally. Of what's going on on the table, except my squigs are going to blend into the floor. So oh. my squigs are yellow and playing on a magma table. Oh, is that what you were saying? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I could I would have. I could have picked the other table, but I thought the dark matched all of this, the 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 work I did on the on the terrain. No, no, I thought it, it looks fine. Nice. It's just... All right. Well, I I guess we're done. So yeah. Um. I guess we should thank our Patreon sponsors. For sure. 
for this nonsense. Uh, thanks again to all of you guys who helped make this show what it is. That includes our associate producers, Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, and AJC. AJC. And our newest sponsor, once again, Lance Vanderpool. Van- Lance, you joined up and this, this quality program. Thank you so much for uh, making these loud, obnoxious dice rolls and the quick slaughter of the night haunt um, by the gloom spite gets such a wonderful, wonderful thing. All right. Well, I guess that's it. So, uh, all right, folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall and only the faithful know no despair except in failure. You've been listening to Garage Hand. If you've enjoyed the show, maybe consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes or check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash garagehammer. If you'd like to reach us, you can contact us via our email address, garagehammer at live.com. You can also find us on Twitter. David is at garagehammer and Alex, that's me, is at somekindageek30. Original music by Claire Seabrook. You can find more of her work at soundcloud.com slash Music. Finally, if you want to join the Garage Hammer community, as well as the AOS community worldwide, comment on our episodes in the show thread at the Grand Alliance Forums. That's tga.community. Or check out the Garage Hammer Facebook page. And as always, thanks for listening. Those yellow squigs are nice, man. Bunch of sexy mother...